0: Welcome to episode number 31 of Off the Shelf.
1: Stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer long.
0: Hello everyone, my name is Rod Bergen. and we're delighted to have you with us today on Off the Shelf, a podcast that looks at what it means to be a true follower of Jesus in the context of scripture and the message of William Branham. We have now reached into over 100 countries with our podcast and I want to welcome you into our conversation today. In this episode we are continuing with the conclusion of our interview with Sylvia Perkins. We hope you enjoy the podcast. So you left Lee Vale's church uh, when he told you to burn all your stuff. <laughs> and and then and then where did you go?
2: Well, we just went a little bit of everywhere. We went to Donnie Reagan's. We went to several churches in Lima. We went to Samuel Johnson's church in Ann Arbor. We just went to a lot of different churches, and we got the and LaFontaine's church in Toledo. We got the same story everywhere. You must move here to make the rapture. And that, wow. and they all had a different little flavor for the message they taught and we just couldn't seem to find anything that hit a chord with us and kind of we were drifting we didn't go to church much and we were kind of drifting away from the message in our heart but all
0: through this time you knew from your experience as a kid that there was some haywire stuff going on how do you how do you mesh that with with actually believing William Branham was a prophet
2: I guess in my deep heart, I really never did, but it was brainwashing and cognitive dissonance. That's why I have such a heart for the young people in the message today, because I see that from the very little tiniest age on up through the camps they have when they get to be teenagers. These children are being systematically brainwashed and mind controlled to believe it without question. And even though you may not understand it or think it's right, still believe it. And my heart really goes out for them.
0: And those people are fed information that in fact the ministers know is not true, or they refuse to look at it. So the information that we've provided and others have provided through things like this podcast or searching for vindication or believe the sign or seek the truth, all of that information that is on those websites and is provided through the internet, people in the message and ministers systematically avoid dealing with it. They just say that... These people are wrong. Thousands and thousands of people were healed, which you've told us is not the case, correct?
2: No, and he would often talk about, you know, all the stretchers and the wheelchairs and this and that. Well, I went to a lot of campaigns across the country, big auditoriums in California, which were never really very full. But I never saw one stretcher or one wheelchair. Hmm.
0: Yeah, they may have they may have had that in some of the early days of his ministry, but that stopped when when his ministry started falling apart after nineteen fifty five.
2: Yeah. And by nineteen sixty one it was not when we started going there was none of it at all.
0: Well. Wow. And your parents knew that.
2: My dad absolutely knew it. My mother knew it but did not want to believe it. My dad used to tell me all the time, he'd say, listen, I want you to know that Brother Branham exaggerates and tells a lot of big stories.
0: Hmm. But he still followed William Branham. He told Branham.
2: me that. Well, I think the reason he did it was because if he hadn't, it would have been hell to pay to live with my mother. <laughs> Just honestly.
0: <laughs> wow. I mean, for me, I probably would have walked out of it way earlier because... I came into the message, you know, the the church we are in kind of gradually moved into it over a period of about five years from the time I, I first came in. But I came in believing that Jesus Christ was my savior and always believed that and made sure my kids believed that. But the message kind of colors that to some extent. And what happens is that the message is Jesus plus William Branham. And eventually the plus crowds out Jesus. And so William Branham becomes the focus and Jesus Christ ends up becoming not that important.
2: Yes, that's, that's the real sad fact of the whole thing. And I should tell you that I came to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior in a Baptist Sunday school when I was five years old. And so I always had that with me too. And I always read my Bible. So there was always something inside me that knew something was not right with what was going on. And I guess it finally took a jolt of having a heart attack to get me to really step out and get desperate and start searching. And finally, the thing that did it for me was I was reading in Malachi. And I read where it said that that was to Israel. That prophecy was not even for us. And I started to see how that Malachi 4 was John the Baptist. And it just hit me with such a clarity. He absolutely no way could have been a prophet.
0: What started you, so that started you looking that that maybe your understanding of Scripture with respect to William Branham was incorrect. Yes. How how did that develop then?
2: Well, I just would spend, after the heart attack, I was kind of stuck at home for a while, and I just spent, like, all day reading my Bible and cross-checking it with the books and the Internet and seeing that nothing was coming up right. It was the fact of the no miracles and all that kind of fell away for me. And when it came into perspective that he was not preaching the Bible at all.
0: So where are you attending? Are you attending a church now?
2: No, we currently are not. We believe Jesus Christ. We are looking for someplace, but we're not in a real big hurry, I guess, to get really into something after all the years we spent.
0: It's difficult, I know. Because you still have this wrong impression of what a church should be like, and and that's difficult.
2: Yes, it is. And there's always a little bit of fear that you're going to be caught in something else. Sure. You know, I have a stronger faith for Jesus Christ than I ever had in my life. I have more love for people. I don't have to look at people anymore like Cannon Fodder and Serpent Seed and Jezebels. <laughs> right. I can just love them now.
3: Well, I, we
2: did not leave the message because we couldn't live it. That could be no farther from the truth when I hear people saying that because we happily lived it. I lived it for 50 years. And about the time I was leaving, I should tell you something real interesting. I had a real sweet cousin that was a Catholic. And so as a result, my mother would absolutely not allow me any contact with her growing up. And so about the time that we left the message, I decided I was going to reconnect with her. And so we went and had lunch together and not our lives had, she lived in Arizona and our lives had basically not intertwined much, but she was a Catholic Christian. And I must tell you, Christian, there are Catholic Christians. (laughs) Contrary to what we were taught. And at the end of our lunch together, we were leaving. She said, can we pray together? And I said, oh, sure. As she was praying, she began to speak in tongues and then interpreted. And I just, I couldn't believe what she was saying because it was the Lord speaking right to me. It said, <laughs> you know, basically, you've been in bondage for 50 years and I'm setting you free.
3: Wow. That's and she wonderful. had no
2: way of knowing any of it. She did not know a thing I never told her about my life in a cult. I never told her about any of that. So she didn't really know. And that was something that has given me a lot of, you know, courage to go on. And a lot of, I can see everyone in a different light now.
0: You know that Jesus Christ is interested in you personally. Yes, And that he wants right. you to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit and to be free to serve Christ in the beauty of holiness, which is not rules and regulations.
2: That's right. That does not even come into it. And the more we studied, the more I see constantly. Now, I should tell you another interesting thing is I had been doing all this Bible reading just on my own. I didn't know anything was going on. And I got a note from a friend, and she said, I noticed that you are, um, you like Believe the Sign on Facebook. Well, I had liked it years ago when it was a message witnessing tool website and never really gone to it for years. And I said, and she said, I just want to warn you that they have totally blasphemed the Holy Ghost and left the message and you need to immediately dislike them and don't go to them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, you know, the first thing I did. (laughs) And... I was just amazed beyond words to find out that somebody else was seeing the same things we were. Wow! And it seems to me that it's a true move of God right now to get people out of the message.
0: We would agree with you. We would agree with you wholeheartedly. In fact, I am thrilled when ministers in the message specifically tell people not to go on to any of these websites tell them to stay away from the internet and specifically don't go to these websites and they name them all off Mm -hmm. because (laughs) what we find is that our traffic goes up considerably after they say things like that in fact last year with the U.S. presidential election we had the highest traffic we've had in years on some of the websites because they, people were all looking to see if William Branham's prophecy with respect to a woman president, of mm-hmm. course, which isn't really a prophecy, and people can look at that uh, if they want to on, on our website. In fact, I'll post a link to that as to why it's not really a prophecy. They can see that on the Believe the Sign website. I'll link to it. People are very curious, and so we get lots of people come to our website as a result of that. Thousands and thousands of people.
2: That's wonderful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're quite encouraged by it. Yes. And and this website, this podcast now is going into well over ninety countries. It really uh, gives us a lot of encouragement to see that people are interested in the truth, and we're not interested. That's not the truth. We're not publishing or pushing our own agenda. We want people to serve Jesus Christ. We don't have a church they can go to. Uh, Specifically, we believe that, that Christ is in his church and that there are many good churches and that people just need to do a little bit of work to find out what church close to them is a church that really is preaching the truth? And there are many of those churches. Sure, there's lots of lukewarm churches, but virtually every message church that I've been in is lukewarm uh, at best, if not totally cold. But there are churches where Jesus Christ is being followed. And that's what we're interested is people being
3: true followers of Jesus Christ.
2: That's right. That is right.
3: Sylvia, I just want to say how encouraged I am. uh, Just this has been so helpful for me just to hear you give your uh, testimony, because I struggle with giving enough grace when when people I feel like they've had enough information. And in theory, I understand what cognitive dissonance does to people. But, you know, looking at it objectively, I, I don't think I've had enough grace for people because I, I can not understand how someone, you know, once you know something is not true. Well, for me, that's that's it. It's it's over. Like, if it's not true, I'm done. And to hear you explain so thoroughly your thought process after seeing what you saw and, and hearing the behavior of some of the people who were in in his meetings at the time, um, it's just, it's staggering on one hand, but on the other, it really helps me to, to give some space for people. That is, it's the brainwashing is so powerful that you just have to give, uh, give some grace for people to have time to process, uh, you know, something that goes against what they've been taught from childhood. So that's, it's been really helpful for me just hearing all of this.
2: Well, I'm so glad.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, Sylvia. It's very encouraging to hear that after, all of these years knowing what you knew that you that the holy spirit was able to speak to your heart and lead you out of the message into a a much more healthy relationship with jesus christ
2: and believe me it's not been easy no. There are times when you just want to give up, but it's been so worth it.
0: I, I do want to say, and and this is for our listeners, that I would ask that everyone that's listening to to the Off the Shelf podcast would really pray for people who are still in the message. I just received an email. This was 10 days ago, and it was for from an individual. I won't mention his name. Who wrote into us and basically said, thank you for the off the shelf podcast. I listened to a few the other day and can honestly say the time spent was some of the most important in my life. And then he says, please pray for us. We are battling to leave the message and are really struggling. And that's what we need to pray. I mm-hmm. don't think mm-hmm. pe- people, the only people who can really understand that are people who are in the message. And for some of us, I, I know for me, Brian, it sounds like for you, when you looked at the truth, it wasn't a hard decision. There's the truth and there's something that you realize mm-hmm. wasn't the truth. And The that, consequences of the decision were hard, but the decision wasn't hard. Yeah, no, but I for agree. many people, the consequences of the decision... And I had people. I real. I've had people tell me this. I realize that I, if I leave the message, I will lose all my friends. I'm not prepared to do that, so I'm going to stay in the message. Yeah, because it is very yeah. difficult.
2: I lost the majority of mine, but I'm still believing that some of them are going to see and come out of it.
0: Amen. And we will continue. And I certainly pray on a continual basis for that. God, through the work of the Holy Spirit. Will bring people to the realization that what is true is God's Word. God's Word is not the message. God's Word is contained in the Bible, and we can receive life through that, through the Holy Spirit speaking to us through God's Word, which has been provided to us by God through what's contained in the Bible. And not the King James Version. King James Version is a wonderful translation 400 years ago. But there are so many more uh, translations that are in modern English today that are much easier to understand. And I would encourage people, if you're thinking about leaving the message, if you're thinking about wanting and, in, and interested in wanting to know what's the truth, get a copy of a good translation like the NIV or the ESV or the New Living Translation, There's, or the New English Translation, the NET. One of these translations. And don't rely on a single translation. I read a number of translations.
2: Well, you know what helped me? What helped me a lot when I was studying before I left, I got a Bible that had five translations on each page side by side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was just wonderful and really coming to the truth of what was being said. Yeah.
0: Through reading scripture, in, in a number of translations side by side, you'll actually come to a much better understanding of what was said in the original Greek. Because... You know, as we know, the the New Testament was written originally in Greek, and it has to be translated into English, and that's a difficult process. And every translation, including the King James version, has a slight bias. And by reading a number of translations, you can get closer to the original meaning of what was in the Greek, if you don't understand Greek yourself.
2: Yes, that's exactly what I did.
0: Well, thank you very much, Sylvia. We are uh, really encouraged by what we've heard, and I certainly want. I want to thank you for telling your story, and I pray that people will be encouraged and come to a knowledge of the truth through listening to your story and the stories of others like you. God bless you.
2: Well, I just wanted to tell you that if you put one song in, my theme song is My Chains Are Gone, I've Been Set Free, that amazing Beautiful. grace version. I have enjoyed the songs that go with uh, the testimonies too.
0: Yeah, yeah, some of them are a little strange, but (laughs) I I do have a sense of humor. (laughs) I (laughs) know. God bless you.
2: God bless you too, thank you.
0: Thanks Brian. Thank you Silly. Thank you Ron. If you have any questions or comments, We would love to have you leave them for us on the -the offtheshelf.life website. Or you can send us an email at either Brian, spelled with a Y, at offtheshelf.life, or to me, Rod, at offtheshelf.life. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.
1: Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the side. This day the noise of the-